there. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonamaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. Just recently, I was speaking at an event and was challenged by someone in the audience about the content I was presenting. The interaction made me feel like I was being attacked. This set me in a high state of stress, and while I don't remember all of his exact words nor mine, I clearly remember what I felt in that moment. You see, when we are in a state of high anxiety or high stress, we tend to focus on whatever or whoever is making us feel anxious or fearful, excluding other information that's important about the situation, like those exact words I do not remember. And frankly, we aren't performing at a level that we would typically perform at. So then fast forward a few days when I was introduced to something that others have known about since the early 1900s. Really, I'm embarrassed to say that I had never heard about it, and yet it is so important to understanding the optimal conditions to being the best you or me or the person you support. And it very much explains some of my experience during the presentation. It's called the Yerkes-Dotson Law. Think of the Yerkes-Dotson-Law as an upside-down U-shaped curve. Some of you know that as a bell curve. That curve represents performance levels based on arousal or stress. The left side of the curve represents low arousal. The right side represents high arousal. And at the center, or the highest part of the curve, where you'd see peak performance, is a medium level of arousal. Basically, this law states that there is such a thing as a healthy level of stress to squeeze the most out of someone. Yes, let's acknowledge that stress can be seen as a health risk, and research talks about that, and we're often encouraged to avoid stress, but know that research also suggests that some stress can actually be beneficial to performance. Yerkes and Dodson formed this theory while performing experiments on mice using mild electric shocks. They were able to teach the mice to learn a task more quickly with mild shocks or a little stress, but found that as the shocks got stronger, the mice took longer to learn the task, probably because they were more focused on avoiding the shock than on completing the task. They hypothesized that as arousal increases, The ability to form a habit or perform a task well also increases. It gives you sufficient motivation, but only up to a certain point, known as the optimal level. As arousal surpasses that point, your performance begins to deteriorate. You're too stressed and too anxious to do your best. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the heck is the optimal amount of arousal? The answer is that it depends on a lot of things. But generally, think of it as a simpler task requires a higher amount of arousal, while a more challenging task requires a lower level of arousal. So think about doing a job that is not at all challenging and has what we would call a low level of arousal where it's something that's rote or routine and nothing ever changes. This, as many of you may have experienced, is when boredom sets in. There's no stress, 
but there's also no motivation. You're not being challenged. You have no incentive to go above and beyond. Your work feels meaningless. So you probably will do the bare minimum. So take that in a moment. Think about the person you support and their job if they have one. Let's turn it around. Is it meaningful? Do they seem to be challenged in some way? Are they experienced what we would say is optimal arousal? Where, you know, there's a moderate surge of stress and it's boosting their performance, but not too much stress because if it's too difficult or challenging, it could put someone into high arousal or what we know as fight, flight, or freeze response. So what predicts the state of arousal? Well, there's many factors at play here, including your skill level related to the task at hand, like I just mentioned. Is it too easy or too hard for you? Is it a complex task or is this something that most people can do? Also at play is your personality and how much stress you can take in. That's different for everyone, right? And similarly, how much self-confidence or positive thoughts about your ability do you have? That's also predictive of where you are in the state of arousal continuum. While these things are important to consider and require knowing these things of yourself and others, they're good clues to understanding someone's peak levels of performance or their ability to fully show up. But here are some specific strategies to find that sweet spot of stress and arousal. Francesca Gino, a behavioral scientist from Harvard University says, one, increase your control over the work and tasks you do. Focus on places in your life where you can make choices. For example, choose one job task over another, or simply choose the order in which you can answer emails. Two, find more opportunities to be authentic where your voice can be heard and you can express who you are at work. Like, where are the places that you can give your opinion about a project or a job? And three, use rituals. Even the most superstitious rituals like wearing your lucky necklace to a job interview or wearing your lucky underwear to play a sport. These things enhance people's confidence in their abilities and improve subsequent performance. Finding that sweet spot of arousal, how much stress is just right, like Goldilocks, will help us all be at our best. Stress gets a bad rap, but for the people we support, knowing how much is too much, how little is too little, is important as we set the stage for supporting them to learn new things, get their work done, and show up. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now. <laughs>